When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It doesn't matter if it's smoking, drinking, cussing, gambling. JB's going to try to be the very best, which I admire him for that. Um, not that I want to follow those paths, but uh, being yeah, around I think guys he's like pretty that. pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but All I mean, the young uh, kids. Live from the NFR. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, catch up on all the old episodes, and check out the latest. You're going to like it. Welcome to the Luke Branquino Show. If you are in the convention center today and you could hear my voice, and I'm talking louder and I had him turn the speakers up, so you could come on over to the Cowboy Channel stage, join the show. I have some great guests today. Um, and if you're not in the convention center and you're watching on the Cowboy Channel Plus app, thank you. Also, you could check out uh, episodes that we have done in the past on my YouTube channel, The Luke Branquino Show. Make sure you like and subscribe, because when you do that, I get a chance to make some money. And I really need the money since I'm a retired steer wrestler and don't have a, really don't have a job. So thank you again for joining us and watching us and everybody out there supporting the show. The guests today, got two of them. One of them is a PRCA Resist All Rookie of the Year, because there's only one of them that made it in the bull ride, and an NFR bull rider, T. Parker. Thank you, T, for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Also, we have Sarah Hendricks, Western Sponsorship Manager at Ariat International. Sarah, thank you. Yes, of course. Thanks for having me. Well, Sarah, I brought you on because T, obviously a rookie coming into the rodeo scene, and you're part of the sponsorship side of, of uh, the things. What do you guys look for in a young athlete that is as successful as T is right now? You know, there's a few things that really go into it, but truly I think what stands out to any brand is someone that's really, first you want them to be passionate about your product. I think um, when you enter into a, any type of sponsorship for an athlete, it really is a two-way relationship and a partnership, and it's got to be something that's mutual, that um, really works for both, for the rider and for the company, whether it be boots and um, cowboy boots and apparel, such as Area, or maybe you're something like Community Coffee. You know, they all have their values that those companies stand for, and you want the athlete to align with that. Is, is it something that, you know, they're excited about? And then, of course, there's so much that, you know, is about, too, what kind of person are they and is you know is this their passion and you know is it going to be a long-term thing and I think at the end of the day like it's it's a family when you you enter into those and we want to lift each other up and we want to help them grow as much as they're going to help our brand grow so I think those are kind of the few of the first things that really stand out in a person and we're looking for a new writer and T for you I mean first year rookie year an exceptional year um, congratulations on that but were these sponsors and I know you got a few on your shirt now but when you first started your rookie year did you have many sponsors or did these these folks come and seek you out after they said hey this guy's the legit <laughs> real deal uh, well I had a couple like I had uh, picked up Wrangler and American Hat at the beginning of this year I mean there's times there's a handful of times where I ran out of money you know my parents didn't tell me and instead of 
coming home, my sponsors were actually there to help me pay for my entry fees and keep me on the road. And then winter riding bulls really good and started winning some more money. So I was able to put some of it back and save it for hard times. Were you able to pick up some new sponsors on being you made the national finals or just stick with the uh, Wrangler American hat for right now? Uh, I haven't, I haven't heard any word from anyone else, but hopefully give them time. Some more. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure with, uh, you know, the success you've had and the talent you have, and not only, which we're going to get into this after Sarah, I know you got to leave, you got other obligations to get to, but, uh, TikTok famous also. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. So you get some sponsors that know how much how famous you are on TikTok. That's really going to help drive your stock, I guess, in that side of the things. Oh, yes, yeah, sir, because it helps right there because I can promote their videos with how many viewers and followers I get. So it's all kind of just like a really good collab deal because, therefore, they help clothe me and get me down the road, and I'm helping getting them more buyers. And speaking of TikTok, Sarah, I know how important social media is. And coming from an old school cowboy, I was talking this with your dad earlier, that uh, when it comes to social media, I'm not very good. One, because I'm old. Uh, I need my kids to help explain it or my wife. Uh, but how important is that, especially in today's world we live in, for, for sponsors to make sure their athletes know how to run and handle that social media? Yeah, definitely. I think especially, Luke, like you're such a great example of that, though, of that transition of when you were, you know, rodeoing and had sponsors and those obligations have kind of changed and where that value comes for sponsors. And social media is a huge part of it because today that's where everyone is, right? People are online. They're looking at that. That's where we're learning about brands. That's where we're shopping um, and becoming brand fans. And so it is super valuable to um, a company such as Area to have athletes and that we work with that are active on there because that's a really easy and and um, natural audience where they can promote the brand and share it. Um, you know, there's other great things that have been around, such as the patch program and be able to wear patches in the arena. That's great exposure as well, and it's seen on Cowboy Channel. But that that doesn't reach every audience, and the audience on social is so far-reaching that um, it's a place where people get to know you, and you might record a two- to 30-second clip of your day, but to your followers that are you know, wanting to know what it's like out there on the road and wanting to know what it's like competing, they get that and then they get an impression. And so it's super important um, from a sponsor to, to be able to have viewers um, or to be promoted in that way. So that's definitely something that we look for is, you know, how they're, they're implementing that in, with their partnership. In this segment of Ask Luke, I have multiple questions that I'm going to be reading and then I will be answering. What was my best time in steer wrestling? Stay tuned and I will answer that question a little bit later on in the show. Well, I can remember the first year I made the finals, very few cowboys had patches on their shirt uh, for you know whatever reason, but I can remember going and getting my first patch. It was a screen printed on, and I don't even know, do they do screen printing on athlete shirts anymore? But uh, you know, screen printed on, we didn't have social media. I mean, MySpace, I don't even know if that was out. Anybody yeah. remember MySpace? <laughs> I don't either. But um, to, you didn't have the technology in the palm of your hand, number one. I had a bag phone when I first started Rodeo, and then it went yeah. to a, a Nokia, which I did. I was really good at Snake, uh, <laughs> which I wish they'd bring that back. But, uh, you know, for to the transition, and even seeing like a guy like Trevor Brazil, who's older than me, now he's having to transition to that social media technological phase of his life which obviously he is retired 
I think he has people that do it for him. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> I do. I help him out with it a little bit. <laughs> but to see how that has evolved um, and the reach, like you said, the Cowboys are getting the fan bases. And T, you're a great example. Your TikTok has, what, 250,000 something followers? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yes, yeah, so I'm about to hit 256. And I just hit my third Missed video. Missed it by six. Uh, my third <laughs> video just hit a million views today. That's that is incredible, and and I didn't even realize that you could make money doing that by your viewerships and likes of those videos. Correct? Oh yes, or like uh, when I was fifteen to about seventeen, I used to make my dad really really mad because I didn't want to get up for work and I'd sit up there in my room, go TikTok live, make five hundred bucks, and pay for my whole weekend. But like now on the road, I'll go live and I make anywhere from fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred bucks every week. So I do that once a week. That pays for all my expenses, food, gas, most of my entry fees. So, I mean, it works out really well for me. I love it. Plus, I feel right at home whenever I'm going live on TikTok. I think we should do a live TikTok right now on Luke Branquino show and get some of those followers. Um, uh, Sarah, but you've got to see that transition. And, I mean, you obviously younger and, and know how to run these phones and been in the industry on the sponsorship side of things. How has that helped your the companies you've worked for you know, with the, with the videos, with the Instagram, social medias, um, not only from an athlete standpoint, but for you guys getting fans out there to start buying your product. Oh, it definitely is important and something that, like you said, we've seen grow. And I think each year is growing more and more. TikTok is relatively young, I think, still in the social media space, and it's just blown up. And so um, it's it's cool to see how that can impact the consumer. Um, there's so many different ways to advertise. And I think something that like myself as a consumer and then working for a brand that I love about social media is it shows you how to make that product your own. Um, you can see it through social media in a real life, real way. You know, we work with our athletes that we sponsor or influencers to create content that is every day them showing how they wear that product and then putting it out there into a buyer. Then it's much more relatable as opposed to seeing it maybe on a, you know, a, just a hanger in the store, you know. So then when you see that person, also someone that you have a connection with and, you know, a bull rider that you love and idolize wearing that, then that makes you want to go buy it. And I think we've certainly seen that reflect in sales and in business growth. Well, and I think it's neat too, like I said, when I started, we didn't have, it was pretty much exclusivity in the PRCA. It was Wrangler Justin. That mm -hmm. was it. It didn't matter if you wore Sentry, you wore Ariat. Um, you couldn't wear any of those patches. Now you guys have the opportunity as athletes to get paid from those sponsors because it's not that exclusivity anymore. You know, you can wear your cinches. I believe you can wear your Ariots in the arena. Is that correct? Is in uh, the PRCA? Not your patches, but you can definitely wear your boots right, and jeans. Right, right. <laughs> but your, your patches, not in the PRCA, but you, in, through the PBR and, and yes. other events, WCRAs, Ariot is able to be out there and be worn and seen on these athletes. Yes, correct. And, and for me, like I said, that's huge. I can remember when, uh, I, I can remember, I don't remember the exact year, but when the exclusivity got kind of let go and I'm like, holy cow, this is an opportunity for the athletes to make that much more money because a sponsor, they couldn't justify giving them extra cash when they couldn't wear their products or their logos in the arena. And now that you're able to do that again, not so much the PRCA with Ariat, but with uh, the PBR, and you guys are huge sponsors of the PBR, the Texas Rattlers, the yes. championship Texas Rattlers yep. <laughs> uh, from the PBR teams. Speaking of that, your name got brought up a lot when I was doing broadcasts on that. It's just FYI, you might be getting some calls, right? <laughs> PBR's coming for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In this segment of Ask Luke, 
What was my best time in steer wrestling? My best time competing in the steer wrestling, I was 2-7 in San Francisco, California, and I can't remember what year it was. Man, I'm old. I think I got a picture of it. Somewhere. Yeah. It's not in here, but I do have a picture of it somewhere. Um, I want to say, I'm not going to say because I can't remember. Um, some other quick times I've had, I was three flat in Nampa, Idaho. Um, that was also arena record. I believe it just got tied this year with by Nick Guy. So yes, I have, um, I have thrown some steers fairly fast in my career. To be able to see these athletes just plastered up like NASCAR, Mm-hmm. is awesome to me and I mean as a as a sponsor you got to feel good about that too yeah definitely and I, I think it's fun because it also gives um you know a way like I say a, a sponsorship is really a partnership I I you know at Ariat we're so proud of the opportunities that we bring our athletes and the way that we can promote them you know we work hard to build our social channels and PR opportunities and to be able to put them out there use them in modeling you'll see our professional rodeo athletes in our campaigns you know, that we're shooting and using that marketing on billboards, TV, commercials, um, online. And so it's a great way that we're able to provide value back to them too and also help the athlete grow. And then they, in turn, as a partner, help us to grow. So it is so fun to see it grow and and have those opportunities to work together. Well, just like you said, I felt like when I was being sponsored and they say, hey, you want to come to a photo shoot? I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) Be photo famous, you know, and and T now... I bet you're all over the your sponsors' uh, billboards and stuff, huh? Hopefully. I mean, if not, hopefully really soon. But I love my TV time, I'll tell you that. So <laughs> as much attention as I can get, I mean, I love it. Well, I tell you what, attention makes you money, I feel like. So you, gotta, you got that going right now for you. Um, Sarah, I know that you have places to go. <laughs> And I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us, you know, from the sponsor side of it. So thank you again for joining us, um, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks for having me, and good luck tonight, T. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. So now, guys, we have T. Parker, Resist All Rookie of the Year, first-time NFR qualifier, and he did kick some butt. I don't have your earnings right here. 150. 152,000 coming into the National Finals Rodeo. Uh, there was a time when I was rodeoing when if you won 152000 I was like rodeoing two years and having a great, great year. So it's, uh, it's nice to be able to see that added money coming up for the young guys. In fact, I kind of get jealous when I look at the added money and what you guys are winning now. I'm like, man, I wish I was younger and in my prime. And then I look at the kids that are going. I'm like, man, I probably couldn't beat those guys anyway. So, um, man, congratulations on a great year. Um, to walk us through it, I mean, start us from the beginning to to this point you're at right now. Well, I mean, it's like uh, it's like going from varsity football to or what is it, JV to varsity. I mean, everything's a step up. Uh, I kind of started a little early in the open bulls, not too much, but my dad was there to help me with that and uh, got on the right bulls, right place. But starting this year, I mean, it was really tough. I think I bucked off about 28 bulls in a row. And uh, that was at the end of the summer run in 2022. And I ended up winning a little bit of money in Pasadena, Texas at the end of that year. And then very beginning of this year, I was just on a hot streak, going, going, riding, winning a good bit. And then um, towards the middle of this year, I had a family member pass. My grandpa passed away. And uh, just I wasn't really in that great of a spirit. So I bucked off. I think it was about 32 bulls in a row. 
But I went back home for a couple of days and talked to my mom and dad, and my dad gave me really good talking to and made me realize that this was my grandpa that wanted for me. And right. went back out there, went to Ellensburg, and I won around $50,000 and settled my spot for NFR. But, I mean, overall, it's just great. Uh, if I was to look at it from the beginning of this year, it was really hard. But now that I'm here at the finals, I look at it, I'm thinking, man, I don't see why I can't be back here every year because it honestly really wasn't that hard. Well, and I know just kind of watching the standings, your name would kind of pop in and out of it. And then, like you said, when you get up there to the Northwest, which Ellensburg and, and that whole run was one of my absolute favorites, uh, one – what you won second at the extreme bull second at the rodeo i mean that whole month I won the rodeo, did you yeah. win the rodeo yes, yeah it's okay uh but and i got one of those buckles too they're they're <laughs> badass but uh the, that whole month man it seemed like you were just unstoppable yes sir uh, um so out of the last 22 bulls last night made three that i've bucked off wow that's i mean that's impressive right there and and like i said you were not only noticed in the prca circle I was doing uh, PBR teams broadcasts, and your name got kicked around a lot to those, you know, to those coaches, and you know they keep an eye on on everything. And you know, I, I'd even ask him when they'd say your name. I'm like, man, he's been doing pretty good. So there's always opportunity, and and being able to show them what you're made of here on this pin of bulls, you know, that just kind of elevates you and takes you to the next level if you wanted to go. Oh yes, yeah, so that's that's a whole different organization. That's a different ball game, a whole step up. But uh, I mean. I'm willing to see what they're going to throw at me. I'm really excited, which, I mean, it go either way in my favor or not my favor, but I'm willing to see. Rodeo trivia question, what does the draw mean? To hear the answer, you're going to have to stay tuned, keep watching the show, because I will answer it a little bit later. But to see where you're at now, and, and was the PBR something you ever dreamt about, too, growing up? Well, I mean, I have my goals set on which obviously I can't do it this year because yesterday didn't pay off my favor. But I'm trying to renew that record of riding 10 for 10 in the NFR. But, I mean, if contract's right, I mean, I don't see why I couldn't sign for the PBR. Well, and we see guys like Josh Frost, uh, Sage Kimsey. I mean, there's guys that have done and do both. And it's almost one of those deals where you you got to fully commit to – life on the road if you do that but if the pay's right you're crazy not to oh yeah i mean that's that's the game of life i mean build your family get your house up everything you need money's everything pretty much well that's it and, and it's not everything it uh, trust me i i thought it was but um making sure you get your family right and and all that and then take care of them that with that way but uh you said something earlier before we got on stage. You're going to be your dad's going to have first millionaire living in the house, and what what, what did he say? He said no, no. You're going to be a millionaire living in your own house. Yeah, he he don't really approve of the TikTok because I kind of <laughs> just stayed upstairs and went live all the time, made my own money. <laughs> yeah, but he sees where you're at now. I think I think is it getting something you're kind of getting used to? Yeah, he's shaking his head. He's getting used to it for uh, sure. Give me probably give me another year, and I have dad TikTok famous too. He's going to say no, but. I'm about to start getting him on there. <laughs> I have seen something with a, a softball dad and a softball daughter. I think it's TikTok where they're just on each other's ass the whole time. And I think they're, that might be something you guys could do in the bull riding arena. Oh, we could have a comedy show. I could say something and pop right back off. And I'm just lost. I ain't got nothing to say. And everyone's laughing at me because he done roasted me. Well, what I do think that is, is that is an awesome relationship you have with your dad. Yes, yeah, and a little bit of that old age, too. You know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Dad. I love you. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. What about traveling partners? Who'd you go with this year? Uh, me and my buddy Tyler Cummins. He's actually here, but he went upstairs to help some younger guys out. But uh, he ended up getting hurt during the summer run, so he had to go home. So I ended up finishing about the last three months out by myself. But uh, this coming year, I got a handful of people. We're going to be maxed out on the buddy group traveling in the old van. Little van traveling, no Capri camper, or what do you got? Oh, no, I got a uh, 2019 Ford Transit. It's got a big old bed and a futon, so somebody better grab an air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple bed rolls lay out on the side oh, on yes, nice sir. nights. Man, that's uh, I didn't uh, have the luxury of rodeo in a van. We had a horse trailer when I first started that I built the living quarters in in college. So it was not waterproof. I'll just say that. I'd wake up in the morning, the dew would be dripping off on my forehead. Once I started winning a little bit, I went ahead and upgraded to a nicer trailer. But Oh, yeah. like I probably had about seven cars parked in the front of my mom's driveway. It looked like a used car lot, but I couldn't decide which car I wanted to drive every day. So every time I seen something I wanted, I went and bought it. And then my mom was like, oh, you got these scholarships. Come to college. And I was like, all right, I need to get something reliable, though. These hoopties ain't going to get me all the way up there. So... Sold them all, went and bought the van, and then getting ready to leave, came outside. My dad handed me my pro card. He's like, here you go. And I was like, all right. So that's how that all started. Oh, man. That's yes, awesome. Sir. That was a pre- Your pro card was a present then? Yes, sir. Wow, that's so impressive. And you got to be prouder in hell than have him up here right now. That, that's impressive, man. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Congratulations to your family for believing in you. I mean, that's, that's if you don't have that behind you, and I talk about family support all the time, if you don't have that support, it's hard to make it out here on the road. And obviously, him getting you the card, they believed in you full. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, greatest day of my life. I mean, if it wasn't for my parents having my back and loving me so much, I would have I went home a long time ago. But just with their love and support, I mean, I stayed out there and did my job. So what got you started in this whole venture of bull riding? Because I, did, I have a little notes on here that you, your grandpa used to rope and you'd get in trouble for riding riding the steers yes sir. me my older brother would go out there and jump on his calves and steers in the pasture and stuff <laughs> get chewed out but i mean uh kind of had a rough lifestyle growing up i had a real bad anger issue so no matter what it was always a fight i was a little bad kid i guess i could say at the beginning and then uh my stepdad came along gladly and we played baseball played football and it just, it really wasn't my sport. And then just one day I seen it on TV. I heard about Cody Till and I sat down, YouTubed him and I seen it. And I came home from school one day and I was like, dad, I want to ride bulls. My mom's like, you're crazy. Go take a nap. So next morning I sat there and talked to her. She's like, if you can come back to me with all A's, I'll get you on some bulls. And I was like, all right. Next semester came back with all A's. The lowest grade was a 97. Got me a bull bag, went to my first practice. Next semester came back all C's. Highest grade was a 73. <laughs> the deal was only one semester, so, I mean, I held her to it. It's amazing when you want something, what you'll go out of the way to do to get it, right? Oh, it's crazy. Like, never – I came back well this season. She grabbed at me. I was like, I don't know. She, she might not have graded them right. I had a whole bunch of missing assignments, no homework turned in. But, I mean, I told her I gave it to her, but no. it's not. <laughs> no, no. But you you held up your end of the bar. You got A's for that semester, got your bull rope. Who was it that got you started? Like, where, did you go to a school or clinic, or did you just show up to a practice pen? Um, well, it was kind of just my dad. I mean, we sat there. We just YouTubed it all and then went out to a couple practices and met a couple of really great guys, and they helped me out. But uh, my real trainer is uh, Wade Anders. He helped me out. He came out to the house. I mean, uh, used to be a little crabby about getting on bulls sometimes. Got to get on so many of them every day. And uh, the greatest story I have of that in the backyard, 
He had this big old bull. He was leaning on me. I was whining. I was like, I can't get him off of me. One of y'all help me. And he's like, you want me to get him off? I said, yes, sir. Popped the latch on me. I mean, I rode him, but that made me realize I had to be there. And every time after that, I was up there nodding my head, not lollygagging around. So you weren't watching any Brazilian videos, Brazilian bull riders then? Oh, I might get in trouble for that one. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Just being at the PBR, I just hear about it all the time. But they wait, let that clock come down and then nod their head. But, um, man, that's, that's, a, that's a cool story that uh, how you got into it and involved with the sport of bull riding. What about some of the heroes you looked up to? I know you said Cody Teal, you watched some videos, but was there anybody else out there that you kind of looked up to? Well, I mean, I started looking up to some new people this year. I mean, uh, like Trey Holston, that dude's a really great guy inside and outside the arena. Um, I've looked up to Cody Till forever, so I mean, and I really got to actually hang out with him this year, and it inspired me even more. And then I met JB. I'm not even supposed to say this, but we are. Let's say it. But like he, he gave me a real good stern talking to. Not supposed to bring this up, but that's right. At, that was right before I hit that really good run. Started riding my bulls. He made me realize that he made me want it even more and more than I ever have. I had the fight that I had never I was younger that I didn't have at the time. So, I mean, just little things that bigger guys like that come down and say, just a little bit of inspiration can go a long ways. Well, and I think just being around them, and, and I've got to be around JB for the last few years, and um, I was obviously not rodeoing, but doing television work with him. But just the way he goes about his life and the way he speaks and talks, it makes you want to be a better person because I promise you JB is going to try to be the best. And it doesn't matter if it's smoking, drinking, cussing, gambling, JB's going to try to be the very best, which I admire him for that. Um, not that I want to follow those paths, but uh, being I mean, around guys like that. cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, All I the mean, young uh, kids. Like, that's, that's a good thing. Like, JB, he's rough, tough. He's going to tell yep. you exactly how it is, just like Donnie Gay and all them old, old school bull riders. They're, they're not going to cut you no slack, and that's what I like. My dad never cut me no slack, so I'd like everyone not to cut me slack. Tell me how it is. Tell me what I did wrong. Tell me what I can do to fix myself and make myself better because at the end of the day, no one wants to get babied yeah. and go back and do the same thing and mess up again. Well, and that's exactly right. You don't want and, – and the people that are telling you what, you what they think you want to hear, those aren't the people you want to be around. You want to be what you need to be told, and that's your JBs and those guys like that. Like, what did I do wrong on this one? And they'll tell you instead of going, well, maybe the bull did this. No, no. It's, it's, I've always took the blame for myself, you know, if – Something went wrong. There's something I could have done different. And I always go back to 2008 when I didn't get the flag here at the finals to win a, a gold buckle. You know, everybody's like, well, the flagger should have dropped the flag. You had a hand on him. I said, yes, I agree with all that. But one, if I'd have got a better start and made a better run, I wouldn't have had to put that decision in his hands. So knowing that you could be accountable for every, anything that goes wrong is huge. And I think yeah, that's exactly the path you're on, man. That's, that's awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. Okay, we talked about your traveling sponsors, uh, sponsors, traveling partners, sponsors. You said you got uh, American Hats and Wrangler. Did they come to you? Had you had them for a while? or? Uh, well, my nanny, she kind of like uh, blew the roof off of the place. Nice. Oh, it's, it's like one of them deals, like, you're going to sponsor me. I'm going to stay blowing <laughs> up your phone, you know? But I'm very thankful for that. She's helped me out with everything, blue jeans and nanny. They've been a real big help, real big part of my life. They're family, so, I mean... Everything I have now with all the sponsors between them and my family, it's, that's all of them. I, I didn't send not one text, nothing. That's all of them helping me out, and that's that love and support that everyone needs right there. A hundred percent. You know, I, 
go back to my family and what they've done for me is, and not, not necessarily the sponsor side, but opening the chute, popping the gate. My dad hazing for me when I was younger. My mom, you know, if I'd play in baseball, get home late, she'd have the horses caught and saddled so I can go get better. And, and again, if you don't have that support, it's hard to make it out here on your own. So that's awesome. You have all that too. And, um, uh, obviously we could see they're here to uh, support you and you get your tickets for the finals. Was it hard? Because I know you probably had more family than tickets each night. Oh yeah. Kind of just got to pace yourself. It's yeah. just thin them out. But I mean, my mom's just trying to pay me for the tickets and all that, but they've helped me out so much. Yeah. I just can't do it. Even in, like if I had just tickets left over and someone came up and asked me for them, I would not sell them. That's one thing I said I would not do because with everyone that helped me out and gave me the love and support, that's my way of giving back, not making anyone pay. I'd gladly pay all of it because money's just money's made to be spent. You can't sit on it all your life. If you do, it's going to go to waste. Now they can't bury you with it, can they? No, they can't. <laughs> I was, I mean, same thing. Trying to get everybody rooms and accommodations because if you without that family support, you don't like. I keep saying I feel like I'm being very repetitive here, but it's really dear to my heart the support my family gave me, and just like yours are giving you. Uh, bull ropes. What do you got? MX Blue Rip. I ride with the Black Mambas. I just tried that style out this year, and I figured out my build, so I really like it. But, I mean, they usually last me. I got one that's been riding with it about half this year, and it's still holding up. But I'm going to break out a new one after an FR, get it on. So you said it fits you, and I, and I know nothing about bull ropes, and you have the build right. What do they exactly have to do to build it right for you? I mean, I like I like my handle a little bit of high, of a high rise. I like it just snug to where, like, if I get in a bad situation, I can always pull my hand hard enough without having to pull my tail. Plus, I like to ride with a lot of Rawlson. And, um, like, in the practice pens uh, back home in Cleveland, Texas, right beside the house, got there to practice, and all the younger kids are like, T, can I pull your burrow? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So they'll pull it. I'll just use both my hands to help them pull it and then put my hand in the rope. So, I mean... I don't know. Brazilian, it's, it's been my thing. I like the offset, putting it to the side a little bit. And Americans, they're good bull ropes. I rode with them for a while. I just don't like how tight they get on my hand. So you like that looser feel around your hand. Does that feel like you have a little more movement with the bull? Yes, yeah, sir. Um, plus, my Brazilian, like, I, I have really bad wrist problems. And um, I don't ever roll my wrist with my Brazilian. But, I mean, it just feels way more comfortable. Gotcha. Well, I know it... It seems like some guys, the older guys, are more traditionally American-type ropes. I mean, is that fair uh, to say? I don't think they had Brazilians back then, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but not, not calling but, anyone older. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get it. But they didn't even try to transition over to it, right? They just like, well, I'm going to stick with these. And then the younger kids, it, and the way it pulls, you're not able to get, like the American run that tail through your pinky, right? Oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. I did it one time. I got unclothed in the arena. Worst day ever. Worst couldn't, couldn't, day. You, couldn't get your hand on that? What do they call that? The suicide wrap the or suicide something? Wrap. So on the That's Brazilians, the you can't get locked in like you could with running that pinky through your or tail through your pinky, right? Well, I mean, it's just it all depends on the way you build it. But um, like I got mine with such, like, I think it's a three-inch high-rise where I got to just have, like, a little pad on it. But, uh, I mean, you can build the handle to where... You can get pretty cinched down, but I don't really like so that. So the lower the handle, the more Tidy cinched down you can get. Oh, yes, sir. So on those, if you if you get bucked off, you get rolled, I guess you'd be hung up like this, right? Is that what? See, yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Yes. So if your hand gets rolled over in those ropes, you're, you're locked in. The last time I really got hung up, I was 13, and I had this little mini bull named Kickstart, and boy, he bucked. He bucked, but I got my handle rolled. 
It was my dad and two of his buddies. It probably took a solid minute for me to get off that boat. It was bad. Helmet flew off, and then afterward, we all three laid on the ground, Bill just walking around us. <laughs> Nicest can be. Nicest Bill ever, but, boy, I was hung up pretty bad. Man. I've Just so you know, I've been on about 25 bulls when good? I was in high school. They were old team roping steers, but they had nuts. <laughs> so that's a bull. I don't care what you say. That's a bull, right? I, um, yeah. I did use an American rope because they didn't have Brazilian ropes back then. Thought so. And I used a work glove. Yeah. I got one story about that real quick. Can I say it? <laughs> you could say whatever you want, man. Okay, look. So we had the practice pin in the backyard. Probably had 30 head of bulls. And uh, I'd get on bulls every day. Every day after school, I'd have about five bulls loaded up. And uh, <laughs> I can't say the name of this one bull, but we had this little miniature Angus bull. And uh, my glove was ripped. It ripped the day before. I didn't have any more. And I was thinking, like, man, I get out of it. I can go hang out with my friends today. No, my dad came back there with, like, these little bitty rubber work gloves. And he's like, here you go. And I was like, what do you want me to do with this? We're doing some landscaping? He's like, no, you better get on. <laughs> Boy, I got on, no tape needed. My glove stayed in my rope, but I did not stay in the glove. Bull rope ran across the arena with the bull nonstop. We had Seriously? To run oh, man, worst day ever. <laughs> I only had to get on one bull. It was about three seconds, but, I mean, that ground was pretty hard. Didn't even till it up or nothing. Make you want to stay on them. Not with that glove. No, no, but with the ground <laughs> that hard, make you want to stay on them. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> well, that's, that is, what was the bull's name? Is, it, you can't say it. I can't say. <laughs> he gets, everybody's saying you could say it. Can I say it? We have a beep yeah, button. We have a okay. beep button. Okay, yeah, y'all bleep this. Yeah. It's called, his name was Butternuts. Beep. Sorry, it was a little late. But <laughs> yeah, Butternuts, that's not. I think they sell those with, anyway. Um, so Butternuts got you down. Oh. Yes, yeah, sir. A couple, more than, more than once I'll tell you that. But that time, that was the worst. Like helicoptered on top of them. It's horrible. Was he a was he one of those little bulls too or no? Oh man, he was probably knee high. Like it was really. Dad come on out there and about cut him a flip, about hit him in the knees. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, never I was laying flat and my my feet were on his butt and my hand was just on his head and my other hand was in the bull rope and I'm spinning on top of him. It happened. My mom still had this video. She sent it to me the other day on Facebook. It's crazy. We're gonna need to get that video that we're gonna put on the Luke Branquino show YouTube page. And time for my plug. If you would, go like and subscribe to Luke Branquino Show and catch up on all our recent episodes. Like and subscribe. If you do that, I make money. We talk about making money. How important is that, especially in social media nowadays? It's huge. Very. So very if good. you get to a million followers on your TikTok, what do you, what, what do you think you'd be making? Uh, well, if I get to a million, then the chances of me getting certified is very high. I actually just filled out the information today to get the blue check beside my name. Get oh, certified. Nice. So, I mean... Everything will double, and then, I don't know, I can't remember what it's called. I want to say like time and a half, but I know it's not that excess for work. But whenever I go live, I'll get, I guess you could say time and a half, but on my videos, I just get paid regular. So that's like Kim Kardashian status right there. You get that blue check certified. Oh, man. Wait till I'm about 25, Dad. I'm still going to be living with you. <laughs> like I said, me and my little brother, we're going to have bunk beds. We're going to live with my parents, go live every day, make a whole bunch of money. Free rent? What do you got to pay? Well, exactly. All that money stacked up. Right. But you can't, you can't, you can't, li you can't die with that. I mean, they ain't going to bury you with it. So. That's what I'm saying. If I live with my parents until I'm 25 or even longer with the bunk beds, I mean, no rent. I can buy whatever I want. More bucking bulls, a new boat. 
They don't look real thrilled about that, but oh. hey, maybe so. I don't oh, know. Oh, no, I'm baby boy. Mama's going to let me stay. Look at her, see? That's what they call me around the house, baby boy. Know where you're at in life. That's what I like. Speaking of that, we were talking about shirts. Um, they, you know, they put your back number and name on shirts, and I was told that you were the best-selling shirt yes, here sir. at the NFR. Surprisingly, I actually did outsell everyone, even Stetson Wright. Stetson Wright did come Stetson in second. Stetson who? Stetson Wright. That is the only time... Probably he'll ever come in second. Stetson Wright's a goat. Yeah. He is. He's really good. But they're actually selling him here at one of the booths, mine and Stetson. And so, y'all. What be booth sure to is it? Some. Do you remember know. the number? I don't know. But the, you see it go by a yes, T. Sir. Parker shirt. I signed a shirt. There it is, right, right there, there, number 33. Yeah. Can we get, oh, bring that up here. You want him to sign that? Bring that shirt up <laughs> here. Bring a pin. He'll sign it for you. Anybody got a Sharpie? Yeah. Yeah, we got one right here. All right. Got four Sharpies. Yeah, we got plenty of Sharpies. Yeah, come on up here. T sign that shirt. Make sure you all get pictures of this, too. What's your name? Riley. Are you a fan of the Luke Branquino show? Do you like and subscribe on YouTube? It's okay if you don't, but Wait, if you on, would, I'd appreciate here? that. Because T. Parker's here. That's right. Y'all heard it. She's here because of me. I'm in. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is exactly what rodeo is about right here. Guys like T. Parker taking time out of his day, coming to the convention center, signing autographs, coming on the show. And that's what I love about this sport and something you probably grew up watching and, and appreciated from guys you looked up to as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, so like I watched JB, Cody Till, all them guys. I mean, that's been my dream, being like them, being where they are today. I mean, I, I made it to my first finals my rookie year, and it, it means everything to me. It's what I dreamed of. I, there's been many long nights I've cried on the phone and talked to my mom, telling her I wasn't going to make it, that I'm just going to pack up and come home. But they told me to stay out there and keep striving. And just that little bit, I did it and made my dreams come true. So I'll be back here next year, I hope. Well, man, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, talk about the finals. Got that first one road, just one out of place. I think end up one out of place and right? Yes, 78 sir. and a half. Um, got that first one row. That had to be an amazing feeling. Your first national finals getting covered. I will say, I don't know that I've ever seen that many bulls rode in the first go round. Oh yeah, that was a lot. I was real surprised every time I've watched it. It's been like four or five people cover each round, you know. So I was thinking, like, man, I'm sitting fourth. I'm about to, about to win me some more money so I can sit upstairs and just TikTok my dad's house, you know. <laughs> but no, it didn't go as planned. But I mean, yesterday I got on a pretty tough bull. I mean, if I'd have rode him, there's no doubt in my mind that I wouldn't run the round. But I got a really good bull tonight that I won Lawton, Oklahoma on, so, I mean, it's going to be a really good night. Tonight's that's probably yeah. going to be my best night. That's what you're saying. You got bull that you won Lawton on. Um, bulls, you said, kind of quick spinner off to the left? Oh, uh, yes, yeah, sir. Up and down, big brown bull, really flashy. I mean, it's 89 and a half on him in Lawton. I don't see why I couldn't be 90 on him tonight if I dress him up. Well, in the finals always seems to add a little more intensity and they hopefully get a few more points just because we're here in Vegas. Um Obviously, looking forward to getting on this one. Do you know what you have tomorrow night as well? Uh, not yet, but hopefully, hopefully something I can ride. Well, <laughs> let, here's what I always did. I always focused, and the reason I asked, I want to test you. I always focused on one at a time. There's always one-headers for me. 
So I didn't know if they drew them out in, you know, a couple days in advance for you guys or not. But uh, let's just ride one bull at a time. We're going to start tonight. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Everybody, thank you for joining us on the Luke Branquino Show. T. Parker, Resist All Rookie of the Year. I'm going to get to talk to him at the Resist All Rookie Luncheon, too. Um, T, thank you again for coming on. Appreciate you. Best of luck. And, man, the sky's the limit for you, bud. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. You bet. Thank you all again for joining us tomorrow, 1030 to 1130 here at the Convention Center. If you're on the Cowboy Channel Plus app, come by if you're able to, or if you're in the Convention Center, come by and see us. Thank you all. Rodeo trivia question. What does the draw mean? The draw is what the secretary does, or the judges draw with an hour and a half before the rodeo. So there's a pin of cattle for each performance or each rodeo. And when you enter, your name or those steers are put into a draw and the judge draws, they call your name, pulls a number out, and that's the draw that you have. Uh, in the rough stock, it's usually a week or two weeks before. So these guys kind of get a better idea what they're getting on. Um, then the time events obviously is only an hour and a half before the performance starts.